The Chargers will have a premium draft pick in 2024, and one of the players they have been linked to is the uber-productive tight end from Georgia, Brock Bowers. And after watching him, we both think he would look great in lightning bolts. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for eight seasons now, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Well, Daniel, after the Chargers missed out on grabbing a tight end in the 2023 draft, they definitely have to take a look at the potential of getting Brock Bowers in the 2024 draft. Then we got to talk about how the Chargers are going to handle the cap situation in 2024. And then we're going to wrap things up with our keys for success express. Yeah, the debut of keys for success express, which I'm afraid I'm going to say a bad word at some point while I say it. But I'll say as many times to see what comes out. But today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL. Terms and conditions apply. Obviously, keys for success this late in the season when the Chargers are out of it, not a you know familiar territory for us, but we wanted to incorporate some fan mail stuff since it's a short week with Christmas this week and get you guys involved in the show. And we have a great question to start things off from Brian Rick, one of the originals. What I want to know is if he's doing a belly flop in the river if the Chargers take Brock Bowers in this upcoming draft. But this is what he says. <laughs> Do you guys see more value picking Brock Bowers in regards to upgrading the offense, all things that tight end that they do for you, or you hire on a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, or edge rushers? Curious who you guys like. As always, love the show, and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year to you, Brian. And it's a good question, and I want to use this to talk about Brock Bowers because tight end is one of those positions, David, where it doesn't have the positional need that some of the or positional value, I should say, is some of those. But man, you look at this guy and you see a lot of ways he could potentially help this Chargers offense going forward. Yeah, for sure. And then where the Chargers are going to be drafting, you know, somewhere in, you know, the six to, to 10, you know, pick range, you know, depending on how these last two games yeah. shake out. Brock Bowers very well could be there at one of those spots. And for you to take a tight end at that level, he has to be a transcendent talent, a guy who is like a future Hall of Fame type of elk. Now, obviously, I'm not going to put that on Brock Bowers, but Brock Bowers is an animal. OK, yeah. let me make that very clear. And Georgia used him in a multitude of different ways. They did screens. They did handoffs. They did an excellent job of attacking the seam with him. He's an excellent contested catch receiver. Yeah. He recorded 76.5% of his contested catch percentage last season, which was top 10 for all of FBS receivers, not just tight ends, but all receivers in college football. He also is a explosive play machine. He has 24 explosive passing plays. That's passing plays of 15 yards or more in 2022 which led the fbs uh with four tight ends so yeah this guy is an adequate blocker but he is a pass catching just demon he is an absolute threat he's a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands and watch him work and he just never seems to get negative plays he always falls forward he always breaks tackles brock bowers is an animal and he would make any offense a lot better 
Yeah, and, and I think you're you're weighing that against obviously. I think what a lot of people point out, which is just the other tight ends that are taken in the first rounds that probably never lived up to the hype, right? Kyle Pitts being yeah. the latest one, the T.J. Hawkinsons, who's actually turned into a really really good tight end. Noah yeah. Fant, Hayden Hurst, David and Joku, Evan Ingram. You can keep going back, right? Eric Ebron, Brandon Pettigrew, a lot of those kind of guys, but. Yeah. A lot of them didn't come out with the same kind of skill set and production that this guy is. And I think the other really impressive thing about him is just like this man really charged onto the field as a true freshman and, and oh, already yeah. looked like a grown man, right? 56 sure catches, 882 yards and 13 touchdowns as a true freshman on the way to a national championship. I, w- I wanted him then, right? Yeah. And I get it. Like the tight ends and, and taking a tight end in the top 10 is something that is definitely risky. But like when you look at him, it's just hard to find something that he doesn't excel at, right? You talked about it. Like he can make the contested catch. He can also make the spectacular catch, the, the shoestring catch one-handed, the sideline catch, the body control there is crazy. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, he has a little bit of that George Kittle. He has a little bit of that Rob Gronkowski after the catch where like it seems like he's lumbering a little bit. All of a sudden, you see him pulling away from defensive back. So it's going to be very yeah. interesting to see how this guy tests. And I think if you weren't going to go that route, right, like there are going to be a couple of offensive tackles that are going to be there, and we'll get more into them and watch more of them. Today, we were focused more on the skill position players. So if you wanted one of those guys to take over for Trey Pipkins, I see the argument there. You'd have to have the top two guys switch sides. So that's another thing you'd have to worry about a little bit. But I think getting a you know true offensive weapon, somebody that takes your offense to the next level, I think has to be super interesting to you there. And for him, it's like not only he's not going to be a legitimate field stretcher in that sense, right? Like Malik neighbors, someone we'll talk about, you know, he's not like a, a Marvin Harrison jr. Where, you know, you're getting that positional value at wide receiver and also getting someone who's maybe a generational kind of talent, but man, like, and I'd say you probably undersold him as a blocker. Like, I think he's a little bit smaller, but the efforts all out, I think for a yeah. college blocker, he's definitely ahead of the curve and helps you there. I think what Brian's saying is like, First of all, the run game for the Chargers this year was let down not just by the offensive line, but also by the tight ends. They got ridiculously poor blocking from their tight ends. It it shut down a lot of runs. He helps you there, right? He helps having a reliable target for Justin Herbert that, you know, can move the chains and also can stretch the seam and also you could actually hand it off to, right? So, like, I I see wanting to go a different position for that positional value, but if you were ever going to break it, it feels like, Brock Bowers would be the guy you would break it for to be the guy that you would kind of break the rules for there. But what if he's gone? Does that mean the chargers go ahead and trade back? Or is there someone else that could be waiting there? That's worth taking. Let's hear what Dale has for us. Yeah. My name is Dale Toombs uh, from Irvine. I love your show guys. You know, I was was listening today and love to have Marvin Harrison, but Brock Bowers is a pretty good reality. Uh, I think that's a guy you can't miss on, too. If you can't get either one, then I think you start trading down. But uh, that guy is unbelievable. I want to get your thoughts on that. Thank you so much. And, again, I really appreciate what you guys do. We talked about this, obviously, you know, we like Brock Bowers a lot, but I think the question here really for me is just, okay, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone, which even with Brock Bowers on the board, you're going Marvin Harrison Jr. over any other person in this draft, right? If you you had the chance for it, stop it right there. Is there anyone else that would stop you from trading back? And I think the number one name there would have to be Malik neighbors. It absolutely is Malik neighbors. And 
when I watch Malik Neighbors, and I, you know, I only watched a couple of games, so I haven't gotten full into the breakdown. And but we will, right? Yeah. This guy is the real deal. He is a true effortless separator. It seems like he gets open every single time he runs a route. He's a big play machine. Fourteen touchdowns and eighteen yards per reception. This guy, every time he touches the ball, he's almost going for two first downs. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's spectacular to watch him. He is the type of receiver I think that the Chargers are kind of lacking. A, a guy that can you know really get open really easily. You know, the Chargers yeah. to their credit, you know, they've gotten some good possession receivers, but those guys don't create a ton of separation outside of Keenan Allen, who is in you know in, in his thirties, right? You need to get yeah. somebody a little bit younger in the room that can separate, that can get open for Justin Herbert and then can create after that. So <clears throat> when you look at Malik Neighbors, he has that ability in spades. Yeah, he is a true bona fide deep threat. He'd be so I'm guessing you're saying you would stay there probably at the pick and take him as opposed to potentially trading back. As of right now, yes. Someone I, like I a Roma Dunze or someone like that, another receiver that's maybe a mid first round pick. Yeah, I mean I still think trading back is a good option. Like, I think you have to consider that almost no matter who's yeah, I'm not there. Opposed to unless it it's a Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Just because this team is going to have so many holes in it next year. And we'll talk about kind of how they can flirt around that and try to stay competitive in the next segment. But, like, Malik Neighbors would easily be the most explosive player that Justin Herbert's ever played with. Someone that would actually, you know, feel like they fit the bill of helping Justin Herbert unlock some of the potential we haven't seen from him so far. Yeah. And really just give them that ultra deep threat that they've been looking for while also having a more well-rounded game, right? It's not a Jalen Hyatt where he's just a deep threat. He brings more to the table. He's a good yak threat. He's a good separator. He brings all that, plus he can beat you deep in an instant. So that oh, is yeah. going to be a huge question. If he's available right there and those other guys are not, it's going to be a hard decision there. But a lot of hard decisions are coming in 2024. Should the Chargers just kind of tear it down and rebuild in 2024, or can they stay competitive? We're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about LinkedIn Jobs because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, and Chargers fans should know something about a job opening that needs a qualified candidate. But LinkedIn just isn't another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And right now, especially when you're finishing your year, you want to make sure that you have the right fit. And also, starting the new year, you definitely don't want to make the wrong hire, and getting those qualified candidates is key. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And you guys also know that this show, we get into a lot of in-depth analysis and takes, but I need to give you guys my hottest take of the day, which is that the best lineup in LA right now is the auto loans at Logics. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, you have the exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and a flexible payment. Rounding out their lineup, they've got auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys. You can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding area and let one of their amazing team members help you, or you can just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's L O G 
ixbanking/car. All right, David, let's continue this little mini fan mail Friday slash keys for success express and get into some more questions we have here. And thank you guys who hit us up at Lockdown LAC on Twitter and for always making us your listen because it is your your first listen because it's your team every day. But we had a great question here from Big Daddy E who asked us on Twitter, would you rather rip the Band-Aid off the roster, make a bunch of cuts to reshape it and take the cap hit in 2024? Or would you try to make some extensions and kick the can down the road again and try to win in 2024? Thanks, guys. Appreciate your work. David, I'll let you start this one off. What do you think when you see something like this? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, when we're talking about the 2024 cap, you just have to look at the, you know, the biggest cap numbers, biggest cap hits for the 2024 season. So, the top of that list is Khalil Mack at 38 and 38 and a half million. Then it's Joey Bosa at 36 million. Mike Williams at 32 million. Corey Lindsley at 14 million and then Keenan Allen at 34 million. So first and foremost, I want to extend Keenan Allen. I've said this many times. I want Keenan Allen to retire a charger. So I'm looking at probably a three year deal, three year extension, probably somewhere in that neighborhood because I want him not to ever wear another Jersey, but a chargers Jersey. And right. I think that's the way it should be. And also that will help you, you know, change his cap number, his, his insanely high cap number. And then you, I think you look at Corey Lindsley, Corey Lindsley obviously uh, has missed most of this season with a non-emergent uh, heart condition. So there's a strong possibility that he could retire. And if he right. does, then his contract and, and that money is also going to be, you know, changed on the books. If they can, it would be most advantageous to make him a post one uh, post June one cut, which, which would only be yeah. 2.6 million in dead cap. And that would give them 11.5 million in cap savings. One of Mike Williams, Joy Bosa or Khalil Mack is probably going to be cut. Uh, I think that's something you absolutely have to do. I don't think that you can go into the season keeping all of those guys. So I think that's probably part of the pathway to getting this Chargers team to stay competitive without completely sacrificing all of their highly paid, talented players. So I think, you know, as far as the question goes and the question he's asking there, you're saying it's somewhere in the middle, right? Like Yes, somewhere uh, in the middle. Because, like, I, I mean, the thing is, is like, Outside of Joey Bosa, the big contracts on this team outside, you know, besides like Derwin and Justin Herbert, who are under yeah. contract for a long time, like right. Mike Williams, Cleo Mack, right? And then, you know, some of these other guys are only under contract for one more year. Keenan right. Allen, right? Joey Bosa right. has two more seasons. So yeah. he doesn't help as much to cut next year. You could also post June 1st, cut him. If you're mm-hmm. trying to bring back Cleo Mack, who obviously is putting together such an incredible season that you think you'd have to be back, but financially it probably makes more sense to cut him. You'd yeah. save much more money by cutting Cleo Mack, but he's obviously the one that's been available and been on the field and producing at a high level. Yeah. So you're already eating a huge cap hit from JC Jackson and dead money. Like I, I think what you're looking for here is somewhere in the middle because you can get about 30 million under the cap just by releasing Cleo Mack, Mike Williams, and Corey Lindsley, right? Like yeah. that, it, sometimes it's that easy. And you also, because you have Sebastian Joseph day who was already cut, you yep. have other guys with Eric Kendricks so you can free up a little bit more money if you want yeah, to without a lot of dead one. cap. My biggest thing is keeping the books clean in 2025. I'm not trying I'm to kick you. anything down the road. Like I think the Keenan Allen extension works out for both sides and is not going to devastate you in 2025. But I'm not, you know, there's no really more big restructures that they can do. But even if they could, I don't want them restructuring anymore, right? I'm Take the hit in 2024, keep it clean for 2025 because it's really not that bad. Like 
Yeah. Think about the Vikings this year. That's probably the closest example I could think of. Had to cut a bunch of big names, but stayed competitive. And honestly, if they had Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson all season, they're probably easily a playoff team right now. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit similar to that, but I don't want to keep creating more problems for the future to have to try to deal with. So a tier called in. We have to get to a tier. When a tier calls in, he gets on the show. Let's see what he has for us this week. David, my baby, this is a tier. I got a question because Dan is putting pressure on me to ask questions. With Coach Harbaugh coming in and then UGM, what is your expectation for the Chargers 2024? Mine is the floor 11 and 6 and the playoff win, the ceiling 13 and 4 division title and number one seed. What is yours? Love you, my boys. Merry Christmas and happy and safe New Year. Happy and safe New Year to you, Atir, and Merry Christmas to you as well. David, the floor is yours. Well, Atir, just first and foremost, it is not Dan putting pressure on you to ask questions. That would be me. Okay? Well, it's the so, rule. No, it, I mean, it is the, the rule is you ask a question because if not, we would just get a bunch of people giving their opinions on here. But yes. anyways, we're almost out of time in this segment, so let's get to... I, I think for me, like the thing is, is there's so much we don't know at yeah, this point, right? So like, much and I think unknown. that's the biggest thing that kind of hangs over this. Yeah, there's so much unknown, so much that's going to change that, uh, on the horizon that we just are going to impact what, what this situation is going to look like. You got to draft exceptionally well. You got to get the right coach and GM. I think floor nine and eight, ceiling 12 and five if it's Jim Harbaugh. But just there's so much that needs to happen. and so many things that are going to get in the way before I can really kind of give you an accurate answer on that. Yeah, doing the numbers is tough. Like trying to guess, I'm not going to sit here and try to guess the exact record for them if they get Jim Harbaugh on this hypothetical. I like that. A tier's already certain that it's going to happen, even as a Michigan fan. I, I really, love really love that. <laughs> uh, but like this roster could be a lot different and a lot younger next year, right? Yeah. It could be a lot more inexperienced next year. You also look at a team like the Packers, right? Who kind of yeah. had a big exodus and have a ton of young players and kind of working through the growing pains there. So I, I think for me, the one thing I have confidence in is that Jim Harbaugh can come in and take over and you're not going to take a gigantic step back. Like I think that he can come in and keep this team competitive, keep this team as a playoff type of team, right? And be yeah. competitive throughout the season, make it to the playoffs and potentially get a playoff win. Like you're saying, like I have confidence that Jim Harbaugh would at least be able to keep this team afloat give them a, you know, be someone who can steady the ship for them and still have them stay competitive, even though they're losing a lot of big names in 2024. But this is a good question here from Vince Moore, who asks if Michigan gets dominated by Alabama in the playoff, how much steam does the hype train lose for Jim Harbaugh? What do you think? Not much, in my opinion. I mean, the playoffs are important, obviously, but you can't discount all the winning that it took to get to that position. And it wasn't just one season that we're talking about here. Jim Harbaugh has done this for the six or seven I mean, this is, seasons yeah. I mean, at Michigan. Three, so, three playoff appearances in a row. So Right. So, hard. no, I, I'm not, I can't put that much stock into one game. So, I, even if they get dominated, it doesn't really turn it down that much for me. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely loses a little bit of the shine, right? I mean, they lost to TCU last year, who went and got blown out by Georgia. I think he's, you know, un, it's undoubtedly a hotter name right now because he has an undefeated team who's the number one team in the country, right? Which feels nice. Sure. But like, my thing is, okay, like, does it bring the price down at all? Probably not. Would he feel like he has unfinished business at the collegiate ranks because he goes out in embarrassing fashion? Who knows? He's a big ego, right? We know that. Like, he, he's a guy that is a program builder and, and someone that takes a lot of pride in what he does. And expects to win. 
I, to me, it doesn't. I mean, if anything, yeah. you know, maybe hopefully that makes other teams less interested, but it would make me the same amount interested. But we do have to debut a brand new segment because, David, it's the Keys for Success Express getting into our quickly, you know, Chargers offensive and defensive keys against the Broncos, mostly focusing on young players and getting into our final game predictions. We're going to do that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys that the best thing for Football Sunday and one of my favorite things ever is DoorDash because why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Right now, guys, one of the best things about DoorDash that you can do is going on your DoorDash and looking through it and finding the hidden gems around your community. That's one of the best things. Finding restaurants you never heard of, finding restaurants that are out of your way that you don't want to go to, good. Get them delivered to your house. And the restaurant that we are locked on today is Palm Sugar Thai Food. If you're in the mood for Thai food, you have to check out Palm Sugar for their crab fried rice and their pad CU. The great thing about Palm Sugar is that you get good portions and you also get to control the level of spiciness because that can get turned up in a hurry. So if you want to turn up the heat, you can do that. If you want to go a little bit more mild, you can do that too. And you can also save some money. So you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. But that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. I also need to tell you guys that as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with FanDuel because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That means you can go through FanDuel, Look at the slate of all the football games. Find the biggest favorite that you can find, and as long as that team wins and you have $5 on it, you get $150 in free bets. It's one of the great things about FanDuel is they always have great promotions going on all the time. You can go spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. And after the news that Russell Wilson got benched, FanDuel now has the Chargers only a three-and-a-half-point underdog going into Sunday's game in Denver. So if you think the Chargers could pull off the upset this week, you can get great odds. You can get that at plus 156 so do we think they're gonna pull off the upset maybe i mean it's a lot more possible now it feels like and if you guys want to get in on that action visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl it is time for the keys for ex- success express i knew i was gonna mess that up at some point and also just going back to the whole malik neighbors i will call him gabe neighbors at some point undoubtedly <laughs> but I do want to tell you guys that Locked On has the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel live on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is where you can get 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories of the day with local experts, plus the Locked On national shows across every single league like only Locked On to do, can do. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Dave, let's get to our keys for success. Obviously, these things have changed a little bit as the season's gone on, as the games have started to mean a little bit less. And where winning is kind of, you know, subsided as far as, you know, winning actually being a good thing for the Chargers at this point. But now, David, this is looking like a much more winnable game with Russell Wilson getting benched. Let's start with the offensive keys for success. What are you kind of looking for overall in this game? You're looking at this offense, knowing kind of the position the Chargers are in. What do you want to see? Well, I mean, with the the top three receivers probably going to be out for, for this game, I, I think you got to got to start with Quentin Johnston. Is uh, it finally the Quentin Johnston game? Yeah. There's nobody else. Alex right. Erickson, just leave him inactive. Let's just leave it so only like they have to give Quentin Johnston ten targets. I have that part too. That's that's what I want to see. I mean, just get the ball in his hands uh, very quickly though. That's what I want. I mean, handoffs, the wide receiver screens, the drags, like those are the type of route. I mean, you saw it right. Obviously. 
Quentin Johnston was offsides or not lined up properly. A legal formation yeah. on that one kind of handoff. Thanks a lot, or, Chiefs. Thanks yeah. a lot, Kadarius Tony. Everyone's getting called for offensive offsides now. Yeah, yeah, he kind of messed that up. But you saw it. You saw the explosiveness. You saw the ability with the ball in his hands. Those are the kind of touches that I want to see the Chargers manufacture, and they probably don't have a choice but to do so in this football game. Yeah, we saw them get a little bit more creative with him, and, like, hopefully he can, you know, recreate the magic he had the first time he played the Broncos. His best game, three catches for 91 yards, also had the 57-yard catch show. Maybe give him a couple chances deep. Maybe give him a couple chances deep on contested catch situations where maybe he can show some growth there and show us that he can come down with some I'm of with those you. balls, right? So, like, Josh Palmer <laughs> hasn't practiced with the concussion. Keenan Allen, if you're not going to practice the first two days of a, a game that you're already out of it for anyways, he should not play by any means. Like, he should not play. No. Mike Williams, obviously, out already. He's the only one left, right? And I think the other thing offensively, kind of a low-key thing, just hoping for improvement in that interior offensive line, man. Like, Brendan Hymas, you know, he's still playing for maybe that backup center job, but I want to see some Jamari Sawyer and Zion Johnson. If I could see a couple of clean sheets from those guys going on down the stretch, I just feel like it would make me feel at least a little bit better that maybe with better tutelage, a better direction, a better anchor in the middle of them, that you can get something out of those guys, which I think would go a long ways going forward. But... Let's flip over to the defensive side here, Dave. When you're looking at this defense as a whole, keys for success, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, I think for me it starts with stopping the run, stopping the run with physicality, especially when you have a backup quarterback in Jarrett Stidham who's going to be starting the next two games or the last two games of the season for the Broncos. And they were very physical last week, right? They played yeah. hard up front. They were physical last week, the Chargers were. Yeah, they, they definitely were. And, and with Kenneth Murray uh, missing practice today with his shoulder injury, maybe – just maybe it is Dayon Henley time. Please, God, I would love to see Dayon Henley. And, of course, more than likely it's not going to be him. It'll probably be Nick Neiman. I don't want to see Nick or, Neiman. Or Bong. But I definitely uh, want to see Dayon Henley out there on the field. If it's Bong, I'm going to lose my stuff. I mean, if Dayon Henley is fifth on in the depth chart of a team that's not going anywhere right now and he can't yeah. crack the lineup – like Nick Neiman, I think, has actually played okay in a handful yeah, of snaps this year. Yeah. You know, made a really big play on TJ Hawkinson in that Vikings game that led to sure the interception did. that sealed yeah. that game. Man, yeah. Is this the week, right? Like yeah. with Quentin Johnson, like who else do you have at this point? You kind of have to feature him, right? Yeah. For this defense, if Kenneth Murray's out after not practicing at all so far this week, what's the point in Kenneth Murray? He's not going to be here in 2024, right? Not at all. I understand you're trying to win games. Let me see what Dayon Henley can do because I think he brings some different things to the table that Kenneth Murray doesn't. Who's to I'm say? With you. I mean, obviously, they're going based on his practice and they're saying to you, hey, based on the way he practices, Kenneth Murray's a better option. Let I'm not buying it, that. Though. Let me yeah. see it. You know, yeah. I want to see it. And the thing is, is like, worst case scenario, you give this guy a couple of games under his belt for experience so he can kind of hit the ground running next year when you could be missing both of your starting linebackers. Thousand could percent. be leaving you. So it's, it would be invaluable, invaluable game yeah. time for Dayon. And this one's going to go kind of away from what we've been doing. But for me, get Khalil Mack the sack record, man. Yeah, go, go get it for him. Let him set his personal record. Three straight games without a sack, but like currently tied for his career high with sacks in 15. Two sacks away from tying the franchise record with Sean Merriman and Leslie O'Neill, who each have 17. And he's been close a few times over the last couple of weeks. So try to scheme him up some opportunities so he can get the recognition that he deserves and there should be a pause there season. should be a chance to do it in this game because he's going up against a quarterback that's not anywhere near yeah. as mobile as russell wilson 
Yeah, and Mike McGlinchey's been banged up the last couple weeks too, right? Give him some chances against right tackle. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But, David, the Chargers might mess around and actually win this game. <laughs> that, that's one of the scary things going into it for me, right? Because I'm all about, hey, give me a chance at, you know, a Brock Bowers or a Malik Neighbors or someone like that. Yeah, we sit here in a game that is a backup quarterback versus a backup quarterback, a backup quarterback missing his top option like you talked about with Cortland Sutton probably out or being out of this game. And then you have Easton Stick who's missing, you know, probably his top three options. But feels like kind of a coin flip game a little bit, David. I'm going to pick the Chargers. Maybe wishful thinking. It's worked out for me the last couple of weeks, even though they got close. I have the Chargers losing this one 20 or 17 to 20. I have the, the Broncos pulling it off in Denver. I mean, I don't totally trust the Chargers offense. I don't really trust either of these teams to do anything right. But I'm hoping they fight hard, have a close loss. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, a backup quarterback, you know, getting his first start of the season for the Broncos, um, going to be without their wide receiver one in this one. Easton Stick looked pretty good last week, you know, when he was given more practice time. And you know, best they, they definitely played very creative offensively. They play, The play calls were, were very creative. The forecast in Denver is going to be clear. Uh, as of right now, uh, there's not going to be any rain, not going to be any snow. It's going to just be going to be cold. Obviously, they're still in they're still a very be a loud thousand stadium. Feet up in there. Yeah, yeah. The altitude is air. their biggest advantage. <clears throat> yeah. So, with that being said, I still have the Chargers losing this game. Oh. I, I, it's going to be twenty-four seventeen. It's going to be okay. very close. And I'm going to sit here and say it right now. I think there's a very, very good possibility that they might mess around and actually win this. Then pick them to win. I. I, I and I, I was going to. I was then do it right now. Them. I'm not. I'm not going to do a, it. Pick the upset. Do it for the fans. Do it for those no. who want to see you win. And then make everyone else mad that wants to see them lose. That's what you should do. You know, I think that's, that's the best way to go about it. No, of course they could win this game, right? They almost messed around and beat a much better team. They almost much beat better Josh team. Allen last week, yeah. right? So, like, I still think, you know, you can't underestimate him missing his top three receivers for Easton Stick and what this offense could potentially look at after getting – shellacked in a half Justin Herbert half Easton stick game only a couple of weeks ago what right. that defense did to this offense scares me I got there's a I, you know a way I see the Chargers getting 10 or less points in this game and I also find a way you know for to turn over the Broncos a couple times get them set up and like last week in a couple of good scoring situations where maybe Dicker gets a chance to kick a 65 yard field goal on the altitude you know so and I wouldn't put in anything past that guy now, sign him lifetime contract. Get him to the Pro Bowl. After a couple of missed by Greg Zerline on Thursday Night Football, now I think he's second in the AFC in percentage behind 39-year-old old Nick Folk who needs to get out of the league so Cameron Dicker can have his spotlight finally. Either way, it should be a good game, I think, this week. you know, We'll see how these last two weeks play out, but make sure you guys are back here on Sunday for our live post-game show. We'll be back to doing that this week, so make sure to not miss it by subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listening wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you to everyone who hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and hit us up on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and called into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. We appreciate everyone. Thank you, Atir, for calling in. We'll always get you on the show, buddy. But you guys can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer at DroTalkSD. But make sure you guys are back here for potentially a wild Chargers win. We'll see what happens. But no matter what, we'll be here for the postgame show. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bulls.